0: Hello and welcome to Mindful Warrior Radio. My name is Cami Craig. I'm a former elite athlete and Olympic champion turned performance and culture design coach at Mindful Warrior. And I'm your host of Mindful Warrior Radio. Mindful Warrior Radio is a space we created to connect with incredible humans to share brave stories, authentic insight, and real knowledge. We're so happy to have you joining us. On this episode of Mindful Warrior Radio, we welcome back Cornelia Holden. She is the founder and CEO of Mindful Warrior, a performance coaching and culture design company. I want to give a warm welcome to Cornelia and to our listeners as we continue to share and define Mindful Warrior language. In this episode, we'll be defining culture by default and culture by design and their differences. Welcome back, Cornelia. It's great to have you. Thanks, Cami. Good to be back. I'm excited to dive in a little bit deeper on what is culture by default and culture by design and really what is the differences between the two. So I think I'll start by asking you, what is culture by default?
1: All right. Culture by default is what happens when people come together to make something happen and don't take the time to design and to define how they're going to do it. So culture by default happens when, for example, three people decide, you know what, we're going to start a company, and then over time they grow to five and nine and twenty and two hundred, and what they know is that they want to make the next best X, and so that that they go ahead and they build those kinds of things and they work and everybody's kind of doing their ideally their role and taking care of their responsibilities. What happens is that without an overarching true north and without an overarching sense of the shared best practices and shared consciousness about how we're going to build X, not just the technology that we need to build X and not just the strategy we need to build X, but how we are going to behave together in order to build X. Mm -hmm. Without that, what happens is you kind of implicitly and unconsciously assume that people are going to behave the way you want them to. But Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, if you have 15 employees or you have 1,500 employees, if you don't build a culture by design, you will have 15 or 1,500 separate cultures. Eventually, the separate cultures will all kind of like silt in a river, kind of default or kind of the way the silt will eventually shake out, they'll shake out to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. of behavior. Yep. And what we know about lowest common denominator behavior from neuroscience and just from family systems theory and so forth is that fear is a really major player in our brains and in our behavior because yeah. a lot of us, as far as I know, all of us, were little ones. And when we were little, we had to figure out how to negotiate power dynamics. And I don't know about you, but when I was on that middle school playground, nobody was telling me or my peers how to go about negotiating who's cool, what's cool, how should we be. We just kind of defaulted to like either bullying each other or smack talking or whatever. My point here is that all of us had to learn how to deal with interpersonal dynamics on playgrounds where there wasn't a lot of training around how to do it well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Ironically, what happens is that same kind of behavior is what's still playing out in boardrooms and in athletic teams and in companies. And what happens is without being clear about how we're going to behave together and have new agreed upon norms about communication and conflict and hard times we're just going to
0: default to whoever we were on that playground when we were little. Right, right. So much is like popping up in my mind right now in regards to this idea of culture by default. And really, like, I'm even thinking about like new hires, like when you're applying for a new job, and you're like, kind of curious of like, what is the culture of this company going to be like, and like, you don't really get a sense of it until you're in it. And you might be like, Oh, no, I'm running for the door. Or like, wow, this is very much in line with kind of your own personal true north if you will right and so I'm thinking a lot about that and I'm thinking a lot about like what if you're how you're coming in and your own true north is at a higher vibration yeah. or level and then you're you're joining kind of a lower level vibration of culture. And it's like, can you be a change maker as one, you know, what, like, where do you get stuck in that? And like, how are you aware of that? We talk a lot about like sliding off the track or sliding into default cultures and the dangers of that. What's coming up for you when I kind of bring up these, these points? So,
1: I mean, you know, again, I am sure I, I'm hopeful. I am not sure. I am hopeful that there are those, Um, culture, positive culture carriers individually Mm -hmm. making differences out there. My experience is that individuals really struggle to make sustainable, positive contributions in the right direction if they're on their own and alone. Mm -hmm. So because of that, if we've like, so a couple things. One is if you, if you as a company and a CEO have The ability to bring in a culture design and coaching firm, one of the things we do is pair people up because while one person maybe really struggles to bring sustainable, generative change to a culture, two people can do anything. Yep. So we do a lot of dyad work in our coaching and we do individual coaching and then we do dyad coaching. But even if you don't have either the resources or the ability to bring um, a firm in like us, find one other person, either ideally inside the culture, who has a similar desire to function, what we call above the line, meaning not defaulting to fear, frustration, and hopelessness. Those are the sort of the three default places that we go to when we start to chit chat around, you know, the the coffee machine or, right. and it's just like gossipy and negative. So if you can find one other person in the firm now, what I do know people do when they can't find that one other person is they find a friend, they find a therapist, they find some other place that allows them to keep their vibration up. What I have seen though, is that if you, if you can't find one other person to do that, those people leave right. eventually, they you know, they're just going to say, I can go find a different culture somewhere. And that's where actually companies every everybody hiring knows that if you lose an employee you don't just lose their salary and their talent it just it takes a ton of time to re-onboard rehire all that kind of stuff so losing somebody who's willing to move your culture in the right direction is not just a, a loss just of them it's loss of huge potential right and so yet to your point i say to anybody out there listening. Ideally find one other person who's willing to come alongside you and build something positive in the firm or, you know, be sure you've got some resource, but you only really
0: need one, which is the good news. Yes. Yeah. And I've definitely experienced that. And I would even encourage like, don't in yourself default to what's comfortable in, you know, coming home to connect with a partner, a friend or a therapist. Yes. Those are beautiful resources to keep your vibration high, if you will, but it's not impacting the workspace. So if you can partner up, like you said, that's the first option you gave and partner up with someone within your workspace, your team, your firm, what have you, that's where change is going to be made. If you go outside that, you're going to still, you're just like, kind of resting and recovering and putting on the armor once again to go back within that. You nailed so, it. Yeah, so be mindful of like that partnership within the workspace is the most powerful one to have. And if you go home and you're putting it on to somebody else outside of that, things will not change within. That's Um, correct. So I think that's a really neat thing to just kind of think about and a great gem to take away from this listening in regards to what are you noticing about your environment? You need only one other person to help impact change. Uh, Keep going do the hard work, trust in your belief of bringing and pulling up the culture within whatever space that you're in, you are completely capable and it's possible to do so. Um, And like, I just, I want to send a lot of like compassion and good energy to those who are out there finding ways to do that. We need you. We need that leadership. Yeah, that's right tell me a little bit about culture by design and, and the op, I mean, which is completely the opposite by culture by default. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, what is that kind of look like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we chose to start with culture by default just because unfortunately that's what most people can recognize. And, um, so what we're going to talk about now is kind of going against the grain, going up river, um, paddling, you know, um, against the flow, actually, initially. So even though we want to, I mean, so at Mindful Warrior, we help people achieve elite level flow in the workplace through high trust, high performance cultures. Okay, that's awesome, but how do you get there, right? So the journey to flow initially starts with going against the flow because most people come into organizations that are flowing the wrong way. The the culture is headed in a regressive direction because either people are fatigued, people are defaulting, like I said, to to sort of like that hopeless, fear, frustrated, ego based, bitter, or they're just really self-centered and it's all about their work and their mission rather than the mission of the organization and team so yeah the first thing to know about culture by design is it's going to feel like upstream against the grain or against the flow work and that's also why if our listeners have listened to the j-curve there is that sort of dip down because all of a sudden you realize you've got to bring extra energy to to sort of Mm re-pivot and change where things are currently going so but culture by design I've started with like the hard reality, but the truth is, is that culture by design is so exciting. It is why we get that little kind of, I said that like uptick in the J curve initially before you go down, because there's like hope and there's most people want to enjoy going to work each day and want to feel like that whatever energy and commitment they're bringing is is not just like a one-off contribution. It's contributing Mm -hmm. to something that's creating something bigger than anybody can do either on their own or in their small group, right? That's that collective field of power and synergy and coherence that makes for innovation and makes for really like exponential success rather than just like incremental success. So, culture by design. I think the most important thing that you know, if if our listeners have sort of listened to True North and then right. they've listened to J Curve, what we haven't talked about is is what 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 we we talk about at Mindful Warrior about like above and below the line behaviors that either contribute to a culture defaulting back into that not so healthy place or a culture moving forward toward the bedrock values of respect and safety, inclusion and belonging, and eventually like that feeling of, wow, I can just like, I can trust myself, I can trust my colleagues, and I can trust where we're going. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, wow, there's this energy. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between defaulting to those below the line behaviors and aspiring to above the line behaviors, because that's kind of the difference between culture by design and culture by default. A culture by design has its true north. It has its agreements in its covenant, at least the way we we teach it. It's impossible to do culture by design if you have done no architecture. Like right. so the architecture is the true north and which includes the covenant. And then um, and then like we talked about in the J curve. When things get sticky in that storming phase, the question is, are you going to default into Mm -hmm. those like playground norms that I talked about or previous culture norms, or are you going to be able with your colleagues to think of those moments as opportunities to be courageously moving in a direction that's values driven and that's above the line in terms of not defaulting to negative, negative attributes?
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting just listening and I think- when you're in the storming phase and you're facing a great challenge this doesn't mean being positive through it all that yes, is, it means right. like you're you're in the ditch together you are grinding together you're feeling you know the, the kind of the pain of the challenge together and deciding that you're going to sit alongside of each other in it and find a way out and and be solution oriented. It's not about like being completely positive in it. It's about being broken in it together and choosing to step up and stand up and move forward together from that space of, of great challenge. Um, And I think, you know, just, I think we do a good job of keeping it real, you know, within mindful, mindful yep. warrior of like, it's not about, positivity and like, you know, being like, oh, this is a bummer, but we got it. Like, no, it's about allowing the pain and the hurt and the brokenness to exist and then making the choice to build up from there. And even in the kind of depths and darkness of that, that is choosing to be above the line when you're looking and leaning in and looking towards each other versus um, isolating or getting in the silo and choosing to say like, I'm going full survival mode and whoever makes it out makes it out, but we're not doing it together. Um, Totally. That's a scary feeling as a teammate. And it's an amazing feeling as a teammate to know that you can do it together. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the number one kind of virtue in this kind
1: of storming space is courage. Yeah. It's the courage to continue to show up. It's the courage to decide that you're going to say to a teammate, I think I may have said something to you that you know, even though I, th- I think I, s- I still want to give you this feedback, I think I may have delivered it in a way that was not helpful, or mm-hmm. I didn't bring the feedback with the kindness that we agreed we were going to do. Or it's the courage to, I mean, we coach a lot of people just like the courage I mean, there's all sorts of places of courage, like the courage to get beyond your comfort zone and go and have a meeting with a potential prospect or to um, build a cross team collaborative relationship. Because even though you're over here, you kind of know that there's this whole other part of your company that if you could build a bridge might allow for greater synergies, opportunities, Mm -hmm. innovations to happen. But that takes a willingness to kind of step out and have that initial conversation especially if you're an introvert, that might be hard. We also work with extroverts. And an example of an extrovert struggling in the storming phase is they try on too many ideas verbally and out there, or they overshare about things that they should have had some more self-discipline around. And now they've created confusion um, and so forth. So there's like this, everybody's got a different thing that they need to be aware of and disciplined about in terms of their own personality and their own preferences when it comes to the storming and the and the
0: courage that's necessary to move, move through that. There's a lot of awareness and noticing around this topic of culture by default versus culture by design. Uh, noticing your, your surroundings, noticing how you're showing up in your surroundings and noticing how you're showing up just within yourself. And I know that you could probably speak probably better to those three levels of awareness, Cornelia, but just, you know, I think for our listeners, when thinking about your environment, knowing that you have the agency And the ability to make change and make choices, I think is a big thing is to make change and make choices about how you want to show up. But it starts really with your awareness. And, you know, that awareness may be like, I visually see it. I'm feeling it and, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing it in my mind or even your body or your gut is telling you intuitively what's going on around you. So check in and tune into those things as you're moving through whatever space that, You are a part of community team, corporate, corporation, and awareness and then choice really, really on that. Anything to kind of add here as we wrap up on. I
1: would just say as we wrap up, you know, I mean, there is a lot of grittiness in these spaces to get better, to build something that's going to hold. Like I think of culture as like the nest. It like, it holds you, it lifts you. It does something. Whereas like with no culture, it's like you're functioning without a nest. Everybody's kind of in their own silo rather than in something like that can hold them and help them get better. So the gritty work is there it's it's to build a nest to build a culture takes effort the thing i want to i think end or close on is um the importance of championing each other as you do that work one of the things when i was coaching Mm -hmm. the olympic u.s women's national ice hockey team one of the pieces of our covenant was if you're having a bad day assume somebody's having a worse one and go reach out Mm -hmm. so When things are gritty and tough, they, I mean, look, we're living through multiple pandemics right now. Things are gritty and tough no matter who you are, where you are. So retain just a tiny bit of time to put some money in somebody else's bank because whatever we do to give to other people to champion and lift them up is going to come back to us in spades. And that is another way of like allowing for grace Mm
0: -hmm. to come into the grit. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Cornelia, for sharing your insights today. Um, Thank you for joining us on Mindful Warrior Radio as we really took a deeper dive and define what culture by default is and what culture by design is. And how to just kind of notice and build your awareness around sliding into old, below the line behaviors versus going against the grain, having the courage and striving to be above the line and bring those above the line behaviors. Uh, Thank you again, listeners. We look forward to our next discussion here on Mindful Warrior Radio. To learn more about Mindful Warrior and Mindful Warrior Radio, please follow us on The Real Mindful Warrior and check out mindfulwarrior.com. Thanks, guys.